0: Welcome to the NFL! Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the DWZ—that's right, the Dynasty Warzone's very own Rookie Rundown show. I am your host Dallas, and you can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That is Dallas backwards with a double L galore. It's great to be here, and this is kind of a impromptu episode, uh, mainly due to my complete lack of, uh, you know, future sight that I was doing for my actual planning. Um, was not paying attention to the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl lineup this year and forgot that they were on the same week. So I just wanted to make sure that I got you your Senior Bowl content in the same capacity that I got you your East-West Shrine Bowl content earlier this week. So kind of in the same capacity as I did for that. Um, There's quite a few players, even more so than there were for the East-West Shrine Bowl, that I am very interested in in this year's rookie class. Um, The first two days of practice are in the books at the time of recording and i'm going ahead and just kind of keeping to my script um, i'll note some of the guys that are standing out for you as i go through my list um, just so you can know kind of my takes on them Uh, but some of the guys that are standing out right now i don't have ranked very highly for very you know drastic and very clear reasons honestly Um, so (coughs) going into it um, in the same capacity as the east west shrine bowl i have them split up based off of kind of my abc And in this case, D tier, Um, this is not um, ranked as player prospects because some of these guys are better um, than, you know, the C or D tier, but it is more of a, my interest level and my expectations for them this week um, in regards to, you know, how they're going to practice, how they're going to play, what the narrative is going to be at the end of the week and at the end of the game, potentially even seeing them in the game for these players. Um, So without further ado, we'll just hop into the quarterback position. A quarterback position, I have three tiers, four total players of interest that are on this um, both of these rosters in Jake Hayner out of Fresno, Jaron Hall out of BYU, Max Duggan out of TCU, and Clayton Toon out of Houston. Um, the only player that I have in my first tier would be Jake Hayner. For those of you that have been paying attention to my previous a little bit of content, you'll know that I'm pretty high on Jake Hayner. He's currently sitting at my QB5 in the class. And he's a guy that I think is going to be a steal for a team. I'm not going to dive super deep into it, but um, he's probably the most clinical passer that you're going to see this week. I think he gives a thumbs up to the American team, which is what he's on, and I think the wide receivers on said team will do a little bit better because he's there. Um, he doesn't have super prototypical size, super prototypical arm, but he has an above average arm, above average you know size. He's sitting at that six one and a half range, about two ten to two fifteen. So you know, a little on the light end, um, but he throws a very, very accurate ball. And my sticking point with Jake Hayner is if you want to see someone's value to a team for me, take them out of the lineup and you'll see how valuable of a player they are and how bad the actual talent is around them when they aren't there. We see it time and time again when the great quarterbacks in the NFL are taken out of games in a similar capacity to Aaron Rodgers missing time, Tom Brady missing time, uh, Dak Prescott missing time. Like You end up seeing these huge voids in talent from the backups versus these studs. And Jake Hayner was that guy for Fresno State. He went down with a pretty much a season-ending injury this year. Um, The team was really humming at the beginning of the year and was in contention for, well, they were one ranked at the beginning of the year, as well as when they were matching up against the likes of U.S. See in UCLA, uh, but really started to do a tailspin as both Jake Hayner and Jalen Cropper started getting injured and the team really had to just rely on the running game. Um, Going into the second tier, though, I have two players, both Jaron Hall out of BYU and Max Duggan out of TCU are in here. They're very similar players. I've gone over them, both in my rankings. Um, Both are in my top 10 for quarterback prospects overall in this class, but they're both athletic and toolsy guys, just without the true accuracy or passing acumen to actually make it very far in the league. I think they're going to be pretty good back cups at a value that you're going to get on those teams that have the mobile rushing quarterbacks to hopefully keep that floor of rushing on those teams as kind of a safety blanket towards the end of the year. If something happens with an injury, someone gets nicked up that way you can kind of keep that system going um, without much of a drop off. And then the fourth player is one that I haven't talked to you guys about yet. It's Clayton toon at of Houston. So Clayton toon for those of you that don't know quarterback at of Houston, he has a lot of good tools and, um, but has about the same consistency from week to week as what we saw with Purdy last year. He's one of the most inconsistent week-in, week-out quarterbacks that you'll see, and he has all the tools to make him extremely, extremely you know, <laughs> pleasant on a team. He could have stretches in the similar vein, that what Purdy had for the super, uh, you know, super Bowl hopefuls in the San Francisco 49ers, but with him, uh, you see a lot of lazy dropbacks and dropped balls on plays, basically immediately, um, where he'll go to basically drop his head. Uh, he'll If his first read isn't there, he'll immediately just kind of get out of the pocket and try to move a little bit there. So his play recognition isn't super great at reading the fields. The team around him wasn't amazing, granted, um, but... If it wasn't going to Nathaniel Dell, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, as a wide receiver, um, the play was pretty much not there for the Houston offense. So Clayton Toon, uh, toolsy backup, realistically could go in that same range as Purdy in that 6-7 to range and uh, might be, again, kind of a good project quarterback as a solid backup for the rest of his career. Those are the four that I have. Three tiers, just as a reminder, Jake Hayner is at the top in his own tier. Jaron Hall and Max Duggan, both as Toolsy quarterbacks, are in the second tier, and Clayton Toon is in the last. After the first two days, um, Jake Hayner is standing out as well as Max Duggan, but that isn't super, (laughs) super, you know, out there for me that max duggan is showing out well in this setting the thing with max duggan is that he does horribly under pressure and they're not doing pressure drills right now he won't really have pressure drills until the game as a full go and being able to be tackled so he's probably going to look good up until that point um he i've seen enough good tape and a bad tape to kind of know what we're getting with max duggan and i think he's more of like a off-brand baker mayfield more than anything Moving on to the running back position, I have six running backs in (laughs) this game that are all inside of my top 20. Um, Sorry, five, and then Roshan Johnson is just outside of my top 20, but that is Tajay Spears out of Tulane, Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky, Chase Brown out of the University of Illinois, Eric Gray out of Oklahoma University. Kenny McIntosh out of the University of Georgia and Roshan Johnson out of the University of Texas. When you're looking at the running back position, again, I have a tier of one player that stands above the rest. That is Ty J Spears. All reports thus far on Ty J Spears are he's blowing people's minds, basically. He came in at 5'9, 205, which is exactly what you wanted to see. He's a compact runner, but he came in heavier than you anticipated. Not a huge back, but he is going to be, I'm telling you guys, probably the second fastest back in this draft class behind Sean Tucker. Um, he does absolutely everything, and someone's going to get a steal in him. Um, I'm very excited. I hope he doesn't blow up super, super big in this game, but it would be very interesting to see how he does. The next tier, I have two guys that were also grouped together in my running back rankings when I did my tier breakdowns, and that is Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky and Chase Brown out of the University of Illinois. Um, Over the first two days, (laughs) (laughs) excuse me there. Oh, I had his knees. <laughs> Sorry, this is probably pretty loud for you guys. Um, Chase Brown over the first two days has had probably the worst <laughs> first two days of practice out of any prospect, offensive, defensive, any position on the field. Um, he had three fumbles the first day of practice. Just really hasn't been able to stick out. And he looks kind of lost when he's out there from what I've seen right now. And that's not good for a guy who was supposed to have a pretty wide, encompassing game. Uh, for Chris Rodriguez, he's been so, so, um, he's just a vanilla player. He's a vanilla thumper, um, very physical and very productive, but he falls in that same vein as like a Kennedy Brooks from last year's draft class. And that's why I just don't think that the draft profile for him is really going to stick super high. Um, I'm learning my lesson with some of these backs from the the big 12 specifically, but that fit in this big bodied mold that can get you a thousand yards every season, but don't have the explosiveness to truly uh, wow you. Going into the last tier, I have three players. They were all in the same tier as well. Uh, in my rankings and that's eric gray out of oklahoma kenny mcintosh out of georgia and roshan johnson out of texas for eric gray nothing really flashing right now this is where he can kind of make his bread and butter for a lot of people outside of the combine um, if he runs really well at the combine i think it's going to go good his measurables were pretty good he came in just shy of six foot right around that 215 range um, his long speed is the biggest question for him so i think the 40 is going to make more of a difference than this but also it's just a uh, We've seen him year in, year out in different schemes, different systems, and he just hasn't really found his niche yet. So someone's going to have to take a flyer on him and hope that he works out. Um, I think he's going to go probably in like that Kylan Hill range in the fourth to fifth round. And be a project for someone at the end of the day for Kenny McIntosh he's kind of the uh, he's been talked about a little bit more in the dynasty community as of late as a guy that a lot of people may like his pass catching acumen is actually really really high in this draft class compared to a lot of the other running backs but we haven't seen him fully get a workload in that Georgia backfield there's always issues with getting substantial time on the field and substantial workload when he did get the ball he was productive with it but it's kind of a projection more than anything and then Roshan Johnson is pretty much the darling for everyone right now. A lot of people seem to have him a lot higher. I've had some debates with quite a few of you in individual DMs, in uh, the Dynasty Warzone you know, content creators group chat, and in the actual Patreon group chat. But For me, he's just a full projection. I just haven't seen it. I think the guys like Chris Rodriguez and Chase Brown on tape have looked better than what we've seen from Roshan Johnson. He is a very, very good pass protector, which I think may get him a role on third down rotationally in a backfield committee. But I don't see him taking over unless there's an injury or multiple injuries in a backfield going into the NFL level. Going on to the wide receivers, this is where things get pretty interesting. There's quite a few names that are on this list, 10 in total, that are of note and of interest to me. Uh, the first and only member in my Tier 1 is, and should be really no shock to anyone right now, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Um, Xavier Hutchinson is a big, big boy. Um, came in basically at six two and a half, 217 pounds. Um, he's going to run very averagely, um, but he is just a bigger kind of version of a guy like an Amon Ross St. Brown. Again, not comping him to him, but they went in the same type of capacity. Extremely crisp routes, a lot better over the middle of the field than he actually gets it's credit for, and he has been exceptionally productive over his three years at Iowa State. He's a guy I'm very excited to actually see perform in the game just to see how he does against some of the better corners because the national team has some better corner depth um, to really kind of contest it. But as of right now, Taekwon Stevenson, who is the corner out of Florida and the best corner currently at, the senior bowl, um, he's been shredding him in practice. So it should be pretty interesting to see how he does against the rest of them. Um, love Xavier Hutchinson. And just as like a Chicago Bears note, they are coaching the national team. Um, Getzy is coaching the national team. So as just a side note as well, um, last year, we actually had five starters on our team by the end of the year that were in the senior bowl last year. And we're probably going to have a similar capacity. If you're going to end up having a Wide receiver drafted by the Bears, it's probably going to be someone from this game. So I'm paying exceptional amount of attention to the wide receivers that are playing in this game to see if there's any type of leniency or, you know, really kind of leaning into throwing towards or scheming up plays for certain players on the Bears offense run team. I think that may help us kind of pick out who they're gunning for and who realistically could be a surprise at the beginning, of, not the beginning, but the middle of the second round or even that early third round pick. Uh, going into the second tier, this is a guy who's by himself as well. It is Rasheed Rice out of SMU. First two days, he's looked very, very good. But the thing with him is that his game is predicated a lot on quarterback trust because he is so physically dominating. And when there isn't a ton of space or separation because he's not the quickest twitched up guy, um, you have to trust your wide receiver that he's going to catch it. And it's really hard to trust your wide receiver in the first two days. I think we're going to see more from the game from Rasheed Rice than we will in practice, but he's performing very admirably in one-on-ones. He's been cooking some guys on deep routes specifically, so it should be interesting. And he's another guy, these top two guys, that I would absolutely love for the Bears to draft one of them. Going into the next tier, I have three players that fall into this category. It is Andre Sovius, Dontavian Wicks, and Jonathan Mingo out of Princeton, Virginia, and Ole Miss, respectively. Um, they are the three guys that I had mentioned in my draft rankings and my tier breakdowns a couple of weeks ago that all fell into my basically my second-to-last category, where they are all physical big X, y, X receivers that it's going to have to— I, I, I'm going to have to see the draft capital, honestly, to see it. Andre Sovius um, thus far has looked like probably the most explosive player, which shouldn't be that big of a shock if you know anything about his background and his prolific track background at Princeton. Um, he's been popping off the screen for a lot of people watching these highlight videos of practice, and he is a big guy. He came in just shy of 6'3", at right around, I think it was 207. So he's a guy that'll be a very toolsy target in those middle rounds realistically and if he does go in the middle rounds to a good offense it's a guy kind of like a romeo dubs that i'll be pretty high on going into draft time don'tavian wicks um he's just a big dude he's consistent i comped him to zach pascal uh, basically he's an identical player basically to jonathan mingo for me out of Ole Miss. so they're both kind of that zach pascal middle big slot grinder type of profile and again draft profile and draft capital makes or breaks those type of players Going into my last tier, I have five players that fall into this last tier of wide receivers. I have Ronnie Bell. um, He's out of Michigan. He is a solid, big slot who does exactly what is asked of him every single time he's on the field. He's productive, gets it done. Michigan is known for not being a super, you know, a super big target guy. And he's nothing to break a defense athletically. Um, from that standpoint, but he'd easily be a Juju-level player as a big slot. So he's a guy that I'm very interested in to see where he gets the draft capital. I just never know where to peg those Michigan wide receivers in the draft. So it's definitely a wait and see for everyone in this tier. The second player in here is Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Charlie Jones is a, a guy that had a breakout year. I'll, I'll own up to it at Purdue over a thousand yards. But the thing with Charlie Jones is that he's an, a super old prospect He's going to be 26 going into his rookie year. Um, his breakout year came at his third school. He's transferred three times, um, took two years off in between going to Purdue and the last time that he played. He's pretty old and athletically gifted, but he's not going to be for everyone in this draft class because of the age athletic profile and how he just had a very late breakout age. So he's a guy where if he gets the high draft capital, yeah, you got to pay attention to him because he's kind of a giant. He's like six, three and a half, right around that 215, 216 range. And so he's a guy that could be good, but I'm just not super high on Charlie Jones because he's going to be a projection more than anything. The next player in the list is Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. He's an all around OK player. Um, nothing great, nothing poor. Just don't really love him personally, so I don't have a lot to say about him. Um, if he gets drafted high, pay more attention to it. I think he's just going to be a kind of like a solid performer on a team, kind of similar to a um, <laughs> Josh Palmer. Uh, same name for the Los Angeles Chargers. Pretty similar um, type of skill set for Trey Palmer. Looking at the next guy, this is the guy that is getting the most amount of buzz, which isn't super surprising when you realize how athletic and how good of a separator is. He's probably the best pure route runner in this draft class, but he's like literally, uh, he came in at like 162 pounds dripping wet um he'll be a gadget and special teams ace above all else i see him more as like a jakeem grant than anything so if anyone starts hyping him up or telling you that he's a lot higher than some other players don't listen to him because he just does not have the body type for the nfl that unfortunately it's the same kind of capacity as you get with those really really toolsy small guys you're looking at basically another d anthony thomas and it sucks because he is such a good separator but i just don't know how he's going to do so well um I mean, him and Tutu Atwell are basically the same, except Tutu Atwell literally weighed like almost 12 pounds heavier, which is like that's how small Tank Dell is, and it's just crazy. Um, Going on to the next one, you have Darius Davis. He's kind of in the same vein as a a Tutu Atwell and a Nathaniel Dell, but he's a burner, and he can separate at will in straight-line routes down the field, and you saw that time and time again with TCU this last year. Um, He'll be appealing to a lot of teams, but... He's probably not going to have any volume. Um, 2-2 is a pretty good comp for him. Uh, Deshaun Jackson isn't super far off. He has the speed specifically on the outside, but you're probably looking at more of like a, um, what is a good, uh, why why can I not think of it? He was drafted out of Washington, really small guy, um, ended up on New York Giants. You guys will be able to tell me in the comments. You always do. Um, But he's very similar to that, very small guy with a lot of, uh, you know, jacked-up long speed. Um, He'll be for someone, just not for everyone. And then going on to the tight end position, there's quite a few tight ends that I'm interested in here as well. Five in total. First two fall into my top-tier category, my A category. That is Dalton Kincaid out of Utah and Luke Musgraves out of Oregon State. Um, I've gone at length on both of these guys. I like Dalton Kincaid quite a bit uh, more than a guy like Luke Musgrave. Um, Dalton Kincaid for me is... He's more of like a Brevin Jordan, or even like a, um, how to, uh, like a David and really, really bad blocker for Luke Musgrave, but a very good move guy. And then Dalton Kincaid can do pretty much everything. Um, he's been comped by a lot of people to a guy like Cole Komet, but I think Cole Komet's a little bit more physical, even than Dalton Kincaid is, but then Kincaid's a little bit better of an athlete. So, um, you could see something again, not similar to like a Dallas Goddard. I see a, like a Hayden Hurst is like realistically what you're probably going to get from Dalton Kincaid, which is still successful. He's very prolific. If he's on the right offense, he's just not going to wow you. Um, both of these guys are pretty good athletes though, for their size. They're both coming in at six, uh, Basically 6'6", 250, um, standard tight end, move tight end mold. And I think they're going to be productive on the team, but you're, it's more of a wait and see for both of these guys. I like Dalton Kincaid a lot. He's my man crush of the class at the tight end position, um, but I'm not super optimistic for early production from him unless he just falls into a spot similar to Lee, uh, similarly to like a Chico Quanquo did last year or a Daniel Bellinger. That's the type of situation that will really catapult him and where I'm actually focusing on drafting him in these dynasty rookie drafts. And then I have three players that fall into my second tier. Um, It's technically a B tier. I don't think any of these guys are bad. They just have very specific issues. Um, The first is Cameron Latu. He's out of Alabama. Um, It's a classic Alabama product who is an amazing blocker, but leaves so much to be desired in the pass game. Um, You want to comp him to OJ Howard? Go ahead and comp him to OJ Howard. He's going to be a rotational starter for sure, but I see more of like an Ian Thomas than anything out of him. that that's like a really good mold for me as an Ian Thomas for a Cameron law That's pretty much what you're going to get. The next is Josh Wiley at a Cincinnati. Um, Josh Wiley is an athletic freak. He's on par, if not better athlete than a guy like Luke Musgrave is. Um, and that is going to pop, but he needs to become a better blocker and he has to sit and learn and uh, Better how to, you know, kind of sift through zone and sit down in zones. Um, he He's just super raw. A guy that he reminds me a lot of is Noah Gray out of Kansas City, coming out of Duke. Um, extremely athletic, very toolsy, very, um, very, very good hands. He just doesn't really know how to play the position perfectly well yet. And that's something that's a little bit concerning for his overall early production. You could see the same type of growth and inevitable takeover from a good tight end if he ends up falling into a situation. I think he'd be a really good fit in a place like Philadelphia, Um, but he's just not there yet. He's more of like a a Jacob Harris right now than he is anything else. But yeah, I, I really liken him to a Noah Gray coming out of Duke. That's kind of my fit for Josh Wiley. And then Payne Durham out of Purdue. Um, Very solid performer all around. Above average athleticism, but he needs to work on getting off of press um, because linebackers are just going to bully the crap out of him. For being, I think he came in at like 248, so he's a little bit on the lighter end. He's a little bit more compact. Um, He just doesn't have the functional strength right now to get off of press coverage or really work his way through traffic with linebackers. He can just completely be bumped off his routes over the middle, and it's pretty obvious that it's happening when you're watching tape, so I'm not super high on him, but he's solid. He has the production. He was a main target in the Purdue offense that didn't have a lot of targets, so a team's probably going to take a flyer on him. But that's pretty much everything that I have player-wise. Those are my overall breakdowns. Um, As a reminder, the main guys that I'm looking at this week to see how they're doing, I want to see how Jake Hayner does, J. Spears, Xavier Hutchin, and Dalton Kincaid. Those are my top tiers. Those are my, the four guys that I care more about than anything. After that, I'm looking at, honestly, I want to see how um, a guy like Eric Gray does at the running back position and Kenny McIntosh, if they can kind of stand out at all. It's really hard to stand out at the senior bowl as a running back or a linebacker. So I don't foresee that happening. Rasheed Rice, I want to see him in the game. Uh, I want to see him cook these guys and actual game reps, a quarterback, have to take a shot at him and show his dominance in 50-50 balls. Um, I really think he's going to make himself a bit of money this week. And I'm I'm hoping that he plays in the game (laughs) because a lot of these times we get blue balled because it comes to the game day. And then a lot of these guys don't actually see the field. And then I'm, of course, very interested to see Andrea Sovius, um, see how he performs, see if he really gets talked up in the same vein as like a Christian Watson was last year, because you could realistically see the same type of, you know, progression as a guy like Christian Watson, because I mean, he is going to be a freak athletically, very similar to Alec Pierce, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, athletic profile wise, that's probably what you're going to see from a Sovius, but he's a little bit crisper running his routes than Pierce was last year. And then the two tight ends I'm caring about, um, secondary level, I want to see how they perform, not really like, oh, I'm locked in on these guys. Luke Musgrave, I just want to see how he does in blocking drills more than anything because he's just a really bad blocker. And there's a lot of very good edge, um, specifically edge players, as well as rushing linebackers that are in this draft class at the Senior Bowl this year. So he's going to have his work cut out for him. Didn't see any comments about it or any of the tape that I watched on him the last two days um, of him actually blocking. But I think that's going to be a, a big marker as to whether or not he's drafted in the third round or if he's drafted in the sixth round. And then Josh Wiley. Um, I just want to see if people like him as much as I do off of tape. Um, that's the main thing. I don't have him drafted super high on my rankings. He's outside my top five for tight ends for very, very solid reasons. He's just not a complete project, but the athleticism is very appealing, and you could see a very similar situation to Chiggya Quanco last year where he just kind of comes out of nowhere as this athletic freak come combine time that people can't ignore anymore. Um, just finish up the episode with a little bit of conversation regarding kind of kind of regarding um, what the talk of the town is thus far. Um, biggest disappointments for a lot of people athletically and for play style-wise right now, um, Chase Brown's at the top of the list. And then I know that Ronnie Bell has been doing okay, but not amazing. I haven't heard pretty much anything about any of the other wide receivers outside of Xavier Hutchinson and Rasheed Rice. Uh, Sovius is doing pretty good. And then Nathaniel Dell, like I said, is probably the most, um, you know, illustrious prospect right now after the first two days, just his route running is really standing out. But I just, I don't know how people are going to really, uh, yeah, really stick into it and really, um, really be a player that, uh, people can rely on. Also John Ross, that is who I'm copying Nathaniel Dell too. I could not think of that to save my life. Um, pretty similar player, pretty similar separator, deep speed for days. Um, it's just hard to rely on that type of player. And then, um, as of right now, not a lot coming from the tight end position, there's a lot of offensive line hype that's coming out of here right now. Um, offensive line, specifically interior offensive line is a lot stronger than I think a lot of people realize this year. And the same thing when it comes to the edge class. There's a lot of project guys, but a lot of guys with a lot of very, very good tools, Um, like an Andre Carter, uh, Keontae Brooks. Um, You're looking at just like some guys from this class that are realistically going to go and probably the tail end of the first, early second round as like edge five and six that could be easily as good as everyone not named Will Anderson, and I wouldn't be shocked. So um, it's been an exciting week thus far. I'm excited to see the last day of practice and to actually see the game this week, but hopefully this has helped you get like kind of a little entryway and who to be keeping your eyes out for between these two rosters, the players that I'm interested in and the players that I'm not, and why. Um, so if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you'll find me obviously on Twitter, like I mentioned, as well as in the Patreon group chat. Um, this has been another good week, and I'm excited to just kind of recap everything over the next two weeks to fully take, um, you know, take in the Senior Bowl and the East West Shrine Bowl, take in what I'm anticipating the outcome and outfall to be for those players as we enter free agency and then it's basically going to be free agency talk um, some team fits and then some combine talk coming up so it's been a good week guys hope you all have a great weekend Um, super bowl is coming up and until next time i'll talk to you later when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing